Good morning. Good morning. Hi, good people. How are you? <laughs> Welcome to our live stream today on the church calendar is actually Trinity Sunday, which is uh, the Sunday always after Pentecost. And we usually uh, talk about the uh, God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but we won't do a lot of that today. But some of our songs and stuff, uh, readings will go around that theme. So welcome to worship. Yeah. And Pastor Travis is feeling much yes, better. So much Yay. better. So much better. Almost to myself. I still have a little <laughs> annoying cough and um, need a little more energy, but uh, doing great. Yeah. So we've still got a few announcements this morning. Um, don't forget that Sunday, June 14th, from 1 to 2 p.m. in our South Church parking lot, we'll have uh, all of our graduates, uh, both high school and college grads, uh, spaced out in the parking spots, and we'll have a drive-through graduate party. And so each of them will have a, a space designated for them. Cars will be decorated. There'll be balloons, um, sidewalk chalk with names, and each of them will have a little basket. Uh, if you want to drop in a card or, or a special little word of encouragement to those, then you can. We'll uh, include again this week in our Tuesday update all of those names of the graduates, so you'll you'll know High who school to expect and college, to see college students as well. So I said that, but he, no. he just okay. Just remind. <laughs> But yeah, and so we have that going on. What else do we have? Oh, uh, our youth mission trip. We do have dates for that now, and I have set those out to our um, to our uh, youth group, those that have been joining our, our weekly Zoom. Uh, it's July 6th through the 10th. Um, that will be a time that we have um, we're collaborating uh, with a few other churches in our area, and we're forming together um, uh, mission opportunities that we can do from our own homes, 
um, that we send out online uh, and you do, and then we join back together at the end of the day um, after doing those. And, and we have our times uh, of still togetherness, but yet safely doing that. So um, kids, uh, youth group, you'll want to be a part of that. Definitely. And that will extend to both Cairo and CYF. If you've got uh, prayer concerns, as always, you can uh, throw them in the comment section on Facebook or uh, email them uh, to us or text them as well. We yeah. will uh, share uh, what we have during our prayer time in a little bit. And right now, during the pandemic, mm -hmm. uh, we're, we've decided to go ahead and extend, uh, continue doing our weekly uh, youth and children's activities. Um, and so our youth group voted that they did want to continue. So this past week, we continued to meet like we normally do. And we're going to continue doing that. I did let the kids know that uh, if if something comes up uh, family oriented for me and I need to change the day or the time that I would just let them know. Um, and the same is going to happen for the children. Um, children will still post a, a weekly video um, for you to, to join in and have uh, some engagement there. So and when that goes continue. out, uh, she usually texts parents. So, you know, it's yeah. there. So if it's not on the a Tuesday or whatever, it, it'll, it'll come. And uh, we posted in our church Facebook group too. Yeah. Um, Bodie's uh, joining often now for the children's time. So uh, parents, you're allowed to watch too and, and, <laughs> and, and adults and, and grownups. Uh, so uh, it's, it's, it's a fun time. Those uh, uh, it's a chance for the family to watch the video together too, and to do the lesson. They're usually about 20 minutes or so long and it gives you something to uh, think about together. Um, all right. Well, um, with that, I think um, that's it. Other than, uh, oh, oh, a couple more things. Just a reminder, uh, Farmer's Market continues in the church parking lot our uh, Fridays uh, four to seven, and that's been going well. And every week, I think they're expanding more vendors as we get more into the farming season. Um, and our reopening uh, committee, uh, the building reopening committee, rather, the church is never closed. We're still going strong, um, but they're meeting, I believe, later this week and uh, uh, planning uh, uh, to make some recommendations to the church board, which will meet um, the following Monday. Um, and so you'll hear more about that um, later, but I know we're, we're, we're live streaming right now in June and we'll kind of uh, just keep uh, looking at things as we go forward. Um, we will have Zoom Coffee Fellowship right after church. Uh, I redid what I, I, there was a mess last week and a lot of you couldn't get in. Um, I had a link that I think tried to expire on me that I thought was still good. Um, so I redid that today um, and I will uh, post that a new one in the church Facebook group uh, during worship. And then we'll, uh, uh, it's the same one that'll be, that was sent in the email yesterday. So hopefully we can gather together and see some of your beautiful faces in a little bit. Um, with that, uh, Marty has lit our candle. Yeah, I just went ahead and lit our candle to be a reminder for us that wherever it is that we're worshiping, um, that the Holy Spirit's present, presence is with us and among us and living and breathing through us. And um, often in these times, then I like to also have the flame to be a focal point for us uh, whenever my mind starts to wander um, and, and go different places. I can look at the flame and be reminded of God's presence and where my focus needs to be. So if you need to do something like that right now, go for it. I invite you uh, this morning to take in a deep breath and then to just blow it out. 
let us center ourselves for a moment as we prepare to come to worship together. Continue taking in that deep breath. Continue to just release whatever's keeping you from God's presence. And continue that filling of your lungs and that letting go. Gracious God, thank you for this opportunity to serve you and to worship you and to just set aside time for breath, for ruah, for pneuma, for spirit. May our praise be bring you glory and honor today and throughout our lives. In this we pray. Amen. Amen. I would invite you to join us in our call to worship. Read along the words in yellow. The words God speaks are the, are the life, life and sustenance of all that exists. The life Jesus gives is the recreation and renewed birth of all that is broken and worn. The spirit stirring in our souls is the inspiration for creativity, compassion, joy, and community. Life-giving, life-restoring, life-fulfilling God. May our whole lives be worship, and may we always seek to connect with and reflect your love and your hope. And now let us sing our opening song, one of my favorite songs, The Spirit Song. Thank you. 
joy for your hands in sweet surrender to his name and give him all your tears and sadness give him all your years of Let us join together in our unison prayer. We gather to meet with God, Creator, Son, and Holy Spirit, to be aware of your presence in our day. For you, Lord, are here now, right where we are. You created us all in beautiful diversity. You called us all, sent into your beautiful world. You dwell within us, no matter where we dwell. May we be conscious that you walk beside us, and we do not make the journey of this life alone. Creator, Son, and Holy Spirit, draw near to us as we draw near to you. Draw us near to one another. Amen. Amen. And let us switch this over. Jazz hands. Pass the peace. And uh, kids. Yeah, hug the ones that you're with. Hug, hug the ones you're with. It's children's time. <laughs> hey, kids. So here, I'm going to know this down just a little bit so you can see. Um, so uh, it's children's time. And this week I changed. It was a new month. It's June. So we had a new uh, theme this week. For our children's time, do you remember what it was that I talked about in, in our children's Bible this week? It had a really funny word. I know what it wasn't. You know what it wasn't? No. Good morning, Bodie. It wasn't sea anemones. It wasn't sea no, anemones. No. You're right. No, they have fun to talk about. Bodie, I love you. I know. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, so we talked about two things in our children's time this past week. We talked about one, the Beatitudes, and one, loving your enemies. Enemies, yes. And when I said, asked the kids if uh, they knew what enemies were, because enemies is, is one of those words that a lot of our kids uh, really don't use, uh, which is good. Um, but they didn't know what they were. And Bodie, Bodie thought that I had said anemones. Anemones. Like sea anemones, like a Nemo. So we had to explain in our children's time uh, that uh, enemies are people that uh, aren't typically that aren't like us. They either don't think like us, or don't look like us, or don't speak like us, or don't eat like us, or don't live like us. They're usually people that that have some difference for us. And we talked about how Jesus asks us to love our enemies, and how. If we were all the same, 
that would be kind of boring, wouldn't it? Yes, yes. Not. Yeah, and so we were talking about things, um, just like Bodie, uh, Bodie and I were on camera during that children's time, and Bodie, we noticed there's some differences between us, aren't there? Just a few. Just a few. Yeah, so um, like Bodie here, uh, has bright yellow hair. Beautiful yellow hair. And I don't, even even though beautiful people, you beautiful might not be able to hair. see it. I have purple. some purple hair in here. Hey, purple and yellow, that's like Norwalk colors. Purple and yellow yeah. together, we're better, right? Yeah. And Bodhi has orange skin. I do. And I better don't, I, I have fair skin. Um, Bodhi has a red nose yeah. and I don't have a color like for nose. Like Rudolph, yeah. that's right. And um, Bodhi is a puppet, what? and I, I'm a human. I'm a what? <laughs> oh. You're a puppet. You are me. And so, so we talked about how we have these differences among us, but yet together, we're better, aren't we, Bodhi? We are. We, we are. are. The children's times are better when we work together on them. Um, they're better than if Bodhi was to do it by himself or if I was to do it by myself. And we told the kids, we encouraged them to find things that are better together. And we have the examples of like peanut butter and jelly and graham crackers and marshmallows and chocolate are a whole lot better all together, yes. right? So we were talking about these things and encouraging them to find things that are better together than they are apart. Um, and then we went back to our Beatitudes and that's what I wanna kind of focus on this morning for our children's time because our Beatitudes I think are important in helping um, us as, as children understand what's going on in the world right now. Um, because in the Beatitudes, Jesus says, blessed are the meek, blessed are the poor. Um, are those the only ones that are blessed? The meek and the poor? No. Um, the others are still are still blessed too. But we but Jesus is bringing light and saying even these that are oppressed that that look you know that we look down upon even those are blessed. Even people forgotten. Even people that are forgotten are still blessed. It's like when we sit there and say save the rainforest. Does that mean when we say save the rainforest that we want um, the the pine woods to all be burned down, that we don't care about them anymore? No, no we're saying save the rainforest because we're acknowledging, hey, these are in the rainforest is endangered. It's it's uh, it needs some help right now, and we're we're just saying we acknowledge that this needs help and we need to address it. And so uh, right now, when our kids hear these things on the news and, and they hear things like Black Lives Matter, then we wanted to, to point out these Beatitudes to them so that they understand that when we say Black Lives Matter, that's the same as Jesus saying, blessed are the meek, blessed are the poor. It's the same as us saying, uh, save the rainforest. It's not that we're not saying all lives, uh, you know, are not, are not important and do not matter. Um, in saying black lives matter, we're in fact saying that all lives matter, that all are important, even those that are being oppressed right now, and, even those that, that aren't. And yeah. so- And Jesus made sure everyone was included. 
Jesus did. Especially those that were left out. Jesus did an incredible job of making sure that all were included, that he ate with all, that he blessed all, that he was always loving to all and included all. And we include all at our table. And we just wanted, uh, we thought that this would be a good week with everything going on uh, for us to explain kind of what that meant to our kids. And so kids, I hope that made sense to you that when you hear things like this, that we're not saying that that you don't matter or that that your other uh, friends of, of other colors don't matter. Um, what we're saying in when we say black lives matter is that all lives matter. Yeah. Just like saying that the rainforest protecting those means that, that they're the ones right now that uh, are being oppressed and we're just acknowledging that. So um, that's confusing. To a, to a lot of people and even to some adults, amazingly enough, it's a very confusing uh, statement. And so we want to make sure uh, that we were helpful in trying to answer some of those questions that you might be having about life in the world right now. And we want to remember that regardless of, of color, whether you're bright orange with yellow hair and a red nose or whether you look like this, um, that we are better when we work together. My my favorite show is Sesame Street. Sesame yeah. Street. And, and on Sesame Street, they have uh, Ernie, who's orange like me, and Bird, who's yellow, and Big Bird, who's who's a bird, and Stephalopagus, and monsters, and and dogs, and they all live together happily. And there's some and, humans there and too. People. And what? There's some humans there yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, humans, humans, yes. Um, and they're all happy and I love it and I wish we all lived on Sesame Street sometimes. I know, yeah. Sesame Street's pretty cool, isn't it? Okay, well, good people, let's- I'm watch Sesame Street. That's good. Let's go pray right now uh, for, for each other and that we can live out the love of Christ. Repeat after me, kids. Beautiful God. Beautiful God. Who created beautiful people. Who created beautiful people and puppets. May we love one another. May we love one another. Always. Always. At all times. At all times. Every day. Every day. All day. All day. In Christ's name we pray. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. All See right. Bye. Bye, Bodie. Bye, Finn. Bye, Oliver. Have fun watching Sesame Street. Yeah, have fun watching Sesame Street. So, yeah, so um, hopefully that would that helps some of our kids that might be having a little confusing time right now. Um, and right now is a good time for us to remember that uh, our church, uh, I'm not centering that very well, uh, that our church continues to do these wonderful, beautiful ministries. And uh, in order to keep some of those things going, uh, we rely upon our gifts. And some of those gifts are you calling people and you reaching out to people and you helping one another and loving and serving one another. And part of that is us giving financially to make sure that our building and, and the staff continue to be able to do all that they do without worry. And so if you uh, are able to give, uh, we have that website right there, norwalkcc.org backslash give, or you can mail your offerings to 701 Main Street here in Norwalk, Iowa. Um, and let's uh, say a prayer for these offerings that come in in whatever form they may be. Our God, we give you thanks for 
these beautiful people and the way they continue to support uh, your church, your church reimagined in ways that we never thought of before, and yet uh, continue to do your work in this world. Lord, it's just so encouraging to see uh, just so many ways uh, that people are giving and supporting through their gifts, their time, their talents, through encouraging messages um, to us and to others. And we just uh, give you thanks uh, for your church family. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. And let us uh, sing together our doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him, above the heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And amen. Let us uh, share in our prayer time. Um, there's one more. Oh, okay. Um, ooh, I'm going to write this down so I don't forget. Um, and so right now is our time of prayer. If you have any uh, that you would like. Oh, I wasn't done with that. Sorry. Sorry. Um, uh, so if you uh, have any right now that you either want to text us or, or send or type into the uh, live feed, um, if we don't get to it live uh, because there is a little bit of a delay, uh, then we'll get those into the Tuesday update. Um, so right now we're going to pray uh, for Carrie Reiner's husband's uh, family, uh, Matt's family. Uh, his uncle Carl passed suddenly uh, this past Thursday. Uh, God of resurrection. Hear our prayer. Um, yes, um, we're going to continue to pray uh, for Reagan. Uh, how would you pronounce that? Toot? toot. Like toot to sweet. Um, uh, for Reagan Toot uh, and the whole uh, Indris family. Uh, Reagan is still in the hospital right now. Uh, you'll remember from our prayers uh, last week that the mother, Tara, uh, passed. Um, and uh, Reagan is having uh, is a, the 16 year old having the same symptoms right now and in the hospital. And so um, continued prayers of healing for that family and for love. Um, God of healing. Hear our prayers. Um, we also want to uh, uh, give thanks. Uh, Ada Zinke had an angiogram on Friday that went well. Uh, so we want to, to praise God for that, but also uh, ask God to continue uh, healing her so that she has a full recovery. God of healing and joy. Hear our prayers. Uh, we want to celebrate with Ashley McKee. Uh, she welcomed a new daughter, uh, Dahlia Blair, into this world on Friday. So prayers of joy for that, but also prayers of healing for mom as she recovers uh, from that birth. God of healing and joy. Hear our prayers. Um, uh, prayers for Carolyn Bishop's daughter, Diana Pauly. Uh, Diana's having uh, cancer surgery on Thursday. 
um, and could be in the hospital uh, for three to six nights. Um, this is a major surgery and right now uh, due to COVID without having any visitors there, um, that can be a scary time for a lot of families. So uh, prayers that the surgery goes well and is successful, but also prayers uh, for peace and for comfort for her and her family while she's there. God of healing and love. Hear our prayers. Uh, we want to pray for uh, Margot Morello's friend, Roger. Um, we have um, prayed for Roger before. Um, his He's really in need of, of our prayers right now. His cancer has returned. Uh, it's spread. And so he uh, is resuming uh, the really tough treatments uh, this coming week. So prayers uh, of healing for Roger, God of healing. Hear our prayers. We want to celebrate a happy 18th birthday to Joseph Mundell. Happy, happy birthday, 18th birthday, Joseph. Joseph. Happy birthday to you. There we go. Okay. You can finish at home. I, I'm kind of <laughs> glad he stopped right there. Um, that might not have been the birthday wish you would have hoped for right That's there. Right. A That's singing right. for you. Um, we also want to pray uh, Janine Schockmeyer's uh, brother, Steve, passed this week um, in his sleep. Um, uh, so very suddenly and unexpectedly. Um, so prayers uh, for Janine and, and for all of Steve's family, God of resurrection. Yeah, our prayers. Um, and then uh, in surgery right now, um, uh, Ron Routh through a, a breakfast club of his um, has, uh, and several of our other uh, church members have gotten to know a young child uh, that has had uh, multiple surgeries uh, already in a short lifespan, um, but is in Iowa City right now receiving a heart transplant. Um, and so uh, prayers for that child, for the surgeons, um, uh, for the parents and family of that child, uh, for uh, the family um, of the one who is the donor for that transplant, um, for all that is involved in that process. God of love. Hear our prayers. I don't see I any all. others, so I think that's it. Let us continue our prayers. Yeah. Let's go to God in prayer. Gracious, gracious God. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for letting us, for always being there for us, for letting us always be able to come to you with joys and celebrations, uh, with worries, with fear with everything that is going on in our lives, you are always there. And God, right now with, with what's going on in our world, we need that reminder that you're there. We need that reminder of love and of peace and of goodness and to love our enemies and to love, uh, to love the, the ones that are meek and the ones that are poor and the ones that aren't like us. Gracious God, Allow us to love and be an example as Christ was an example to us. Let Christ be the example that we all look for in our world, no matter what it is that is going on. Gracious God, all of this we pray as we pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us to pray. Our, our Father, Father, who, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom 
and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, as I said, uh, today is uh, Trinity Sunday, and one of the assigned texts uh, from the lectionary for this week is uh, the text of Jesus on the mountain right before he is to ascend. Last week we were at Pentecost, and each gospel kind of deals with the end of Jesus's time on earth in a different way. Um, Luke and Acts uh, tell us about the ascension, and then Acts goes on into the Pentecost. Mark just ends uh, after the resurrection. Um, but Matthew has this story uh, that no one uh, else tells of the commissioning of the disciples. And I'm going to hand it to Marty to read from Matthew 28, and uh, verses 16 through 20. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Thank you. We're going to hear special music from uh, Kim Ward. We had uh, someone else who was uh, on the schedule to record this week. Uh, Kim did it for us last week, and uh, that person had to back out at the last minute. And so uh, Kim uh, gracefully, graciously and gracefully uh, stepped in at the last minute and recorded this song, which uh, she chose as a message um, of hope and inspiration uh, during um, all the, 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 the time of, of protesting and, and hope that's going on in our world right now. And so I'm going to let uh, Kim share her message, and then we'll have uh, our sermon today. on blessings, land of the free and the brave, thankful for every inch of this country, bonded by people of faith, and this is our one desire, to treat everyone with grace, all over this land. This land of hope and freedom, we pray healing waters will flow through each heart. We can trust our future to the God who made us one, guided always by love, all over this land. Reaching down in our hearts for compassion and love. Heal in this moment of time. We have held dearly the truth of God's promise. That no one should be left behind. So we share his bountiful blessings. The wealth of his endless grace. All over this land. This land of hope and freedom. We pray healing waters will flow through each heart. We 
can't trust our future to the God who made us one, guiding always by love, all over this land, from sea to shining sea, to share God's love, to end injury. will flow through each heart. We can trust our future to the God who made us one, guided by holy hands all over this land. All over this land. All over this Church, it's been quite a week in America, in our community, from metropolitan cities to small towns across our country, and even internationally. People have hit the streets protesting, saying in one voice, Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Let us say that today. It is a phrase that we hear in a lot of different ways, perhaps a phrase that can often be misunderstood. It's a phrase spoken from people who are hurting, begging to be noticed, a community lifting up injustice that they have experienced, are experiencing now injustice that I, as a white man, can never know personally, but may only learn about through their testimony. Like you, I've witnessed protests that have become violent on both sides property damage, but most importantly, lives lost, protesters and police fallen in the street. It's tragic, heartbreaking. And so many police officers, friends, family, church members try so very hard to be their absolute best, most fair, most just officer that they could possibly be. And I so admired that. Violence, violence is never the answer and should never be excused. But nor should we let the violence distract from the message in this moment, the pain that is being shared and the justice being called for. I saw an image a couple of days ago shared by one of the local Des Moines Black Lives Matters leaders. It was a picture of him that somebody else took that he didn't even know was being taken. Him talking one-on-one -on -one downtown along the river with a Des Moines police chief. He found the picture online, posted the story about he and the chief, how they got into a deep conversation. How he shared with the police chief after being asked, told about the particular policies that they were protesting against. He spoke of two officers whose names he told the police chief who had a history of acting against the black community, harmful actions that had been done. And he said in that police chief, in that conversation, he found a kind and compassionate ear. In that moment, understanding was happening. Relationship was being forged. Walls were being torn down. And as a result, things were changing. This. We need more of this. 
I read last week an illustration that helped me better understand what is being said when someone says black lives matter. Say a house on your block catches fire. The fire department is called and when they arrive, what do they do? They don't walk down the block, spraying every single house with water, even though every house on the block is valuable, important, and loved by someone. It's an emergency. And in that moment, the house that matters most is the one that is burning down. So that's where all the focus in that moment is placed because none of the houses on the block will be safe until that house is safe. Across our country, people are declaring that there is an emergency in the black community. Their house is burning down and it's been on fire for a long time. Lives are at risk, but the fire has for too long been ignored and allowed to spread. That's why they shout black lives matter, not because all lives matter, don't matter. They do always, of course they do. That is the point. It's a call for equity because all lives matter. Black lives should also matter equally, not just in theory, but in the reality on the ground. And when one of us suffers, we all suffer. As the Reverend Dr. King said, a threat to justice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. But I know it's hard to hear as a white person, It's hard to hear because deep in my heart, I abhor racism. I hate it. And I know you do too. I know we try to live our lives the best we can to avoid such such actions, to, to ensure we never act in these blatant racist ways. And yet still in our communities, racism is everywhere. It's almost like it's built into the mechanics of our society behind the curtain. It just moves like clockwork, unwillingly at times. And doing nothing only seems to keep that unjust system running as it always has. That is what is meant by systemic racism, something that is a part of our culture set up within the system from centuries of injustices that have shaped the way things are today. With no action, it just keeps happening. It's like a canyon that has over years and years been washed out, slowly eroded by a flowing river. You may not see it happening or notice the effects of the river rushing against the rocks, yet every moment it flows, the canyon gets wider and deeper. And until that flow is reversed, changed, the damage continues to be done. But beautiful people, we can see that another river is flowing. All around us, just look, let justice roll down, the prophet declares, like a mighty river. God's justice rolling down, creating a new way, eroding the systemic racism on which our society is built, creating a new flow of justice. And with every action that goes against the flow of society, every voice raised, every eye open, every story heard, that new canyon of justice grows wider and deeper. In our gospel text this morning, It's a familiar word, Jesus standing with his disciples, the chosen disciples who have spent the last three or so years 
learning directly from Jesus. Jesus is about to ascend to heaven, leaving them behind. But before he does, he gives them this final word. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, he says. And then he gives them a charge. He gives them the authority that was given to him. Now, go and make disciples, he tells them. Make disciples. But of whom? Your friends, your neighbors, family back home. No, go and make disciples of all nations. This is a call for diversity. These nobody disciples from a small Palestinian region called Galilee are going to go into the world, crossing lines that divide, making disciples of all nations, sharing with all the baptism that Christ had given them, teaching them everything they had learned while they followed Christ those three years. Be disciples, make disciples of all nations. This is Jesus' final charge. And it's still the charge to the church today to be a disciple by studying ourselves, learning from Jesus the way to go. Disciples follow. And where does our master lead? Where does Jesus go? Look through the gospels. Jesus spends his life crossing lines and seas of division. He tears down barriers, dines with tax collectors and sinners, priests and prostitutes, Jews and Gentiles, all nations, all peoples. If we're following Jesus' disciples, get ready. He's going to take us to uncomfortable places, crossing lines we may not want to cross, but, but we do not fear. For Jesus not only calls us, but he gives us a promise. Remember, he says, remember when it's scary or uncomfortable, when you're confused or don't know the way. Remember when you're overcome with the pain of this world and do not know what to do. Remember, I am with you always. You are never alone, nor are we called to do this work alone. For we are disciples called to make disciples. As we learn, we teach others. As we follow, we call others to follow with us, gathering a march of disciples following Jesus as we work to change the world together. We learn together. We work together. We march together. Together, we show the world another way, that violence is never the answer, that no one is outside of God's love, that every life should matter and be valued equally. But when that is not true, there is work to do, and we keep doing the work together until it is true. During these days, church, don't give in to fear or indifference, apathy or rage. Instead, see the good that is happening. Be inspired that people are standing up, working to make our world a better world. I have a lot to learn. And right now I'm trying hard to listen. I ask you to join with me in learning too. One thing I personally want to do is to start a reading group of a book that addresses issues of racism and white privilege that our church could read together, anyone interested. There's a few books that I was interested in that I know would be great resources, but currently 
they're all sold out on Amazon. A, a good problem, I guess. A lot of people are doing the same. But I'm still looking. In the next two weeks, we'll get it started. And I'll send out a survey where you can sign up for more info. We'll look for times and, and other details. If that's something you're interested in, let's do it together. There's other ways, too, where we can listen, learn, and follow. Right now, I want to share a message from the Reverend Dr. Teresa Horde Owens, our general minister and president, who this week sent out a letter along with April Johnson, our minister of reconciliation, and then later recorded a video challenge to disciples around uh, some ways that we can right now take action. Hear her call. Hello, disciples. This week has been a week of rage and tears in the U.S. In over 140 cities, large and small, people have been in the streets protesting for justice for George Floyd. For many of us who are people of faith, we understand that time is long past for statements and prayers. So yesterday, April Johnson, our Minister of Reconciliation, and I issued a statement and call to action. And I invite our whole church to participate in these four particular steps. First, to recommit to our calling as a pro-reconciliation anti-racism church. By signing on to that letter, you will send a signal that you are personally committed to making choices every day that will help us continue to grow into and live into that calling. Secondly, we must continue to educate. After 20 years of anti-racism training, that training has really only reached a certain number of clergy and some of our lay leaders. We need to be sure that we're understanding the history of racial injustice and racism from the beginning of our country and its impact on social policy. So we have a research page with books, articles, films and documentaries, and we will be convening town halls and online studies to help us continue to wrestle with the history and figure out how we each can make choices every day to become that pro-reconciling anti-racism church that God has called us to be. The next concrete step that we invite you to take is to join in on the Poor People's Campaign online digital rally on June 20th. The General Assembly in 2017 passed a resolution encouraging every expression of our church to support the Poor People's Campaign. And on behalf of the whole church, I and other leaders have been very involved. This online digital rally is not just a protest, but a way to educate ourselves for effective advocacy on important issues of poverty, immigration reform, militarism, and ecological devastation. I hope to see you online on June 20th as we amplify our disciples' public presence. Another way that you can recommit is to work where you are in your context. You know what the issues are on the ground. You know the resources that you have. You know what's important to your community. Tell us your story, share pictures. Let us know what you're doing and what's important to your community. We can then come alongside you and amplify that voice and that action as we work collaboratively, not only across our church, but across faith traditions and across the ecumenical Christian community. Ecumenism's future will be collaborative advocacy. And the one issue that's emerging right now more than ever is police reform. There will be opportunities for all of us to engage in collaborative advocacy on police reform, and we'll be sharing ways in which you can do that. 
Disciples, I thank you for the care and concern that you have raised, for the ways in which you've asked, what can we do? Here are some simple steps that we've offered in this call to action to get us started. We've been doing so many good things, but so much more needs to be done. People are enraged and people are in tears. Let us not be silent any longer. Let us take those steps to truly be the church that we say we are. I hope that you'll go to the letter, sign on, educate, engage, and collaborate. God bless you. Disciples, I hope you will take her challenge seriously. I've already signed the online petition against racism. I hope you will lend your signature as well. And I hope to attend that virtual moral revival. There's a lot of work to be done. Whatever you find to do, there's something we all could do. Read a book, watch a documentary about a piece of history you may not remember or know about. Catch a movie. Maybe it's joining in a protest yourself. If you need resources or ideas, Marty and I will be glad to help however we can. And if we don't know, we'll find someone who does. But whatever we do, what disciples cannot do is let this moment pass. What we cannot do is wish that it would go away. We've been wishing for a long time and it's only perpetuated, quietly growing in the background as we ignore it. Disciples, this is a holy moment. The Holy Spirit of Pentecost is burning right now in our hearts. Let us not ignore God's call. There's a lot that can be done. But perhaps the greatest thing that those of us who are white can do right now is listen and learn from our sisters and brothers of color. And after all that's what disciples do best. Listen, learn, and follow. For we are disciples of Christ, a movement for wholeness in a fragmented world. And we follow Jesus who leads us to the hard conversations and the hard places, but who will never leave us alone. May we go out into our world with minds wide open, ears ready to listen, mouths slow to speak, hearts vulnerable to one another's pain and feet ready to turn and follow. May it be so. Amen. May it be so. I invite you to gather around your table now, whatever it is with whatever item that you are sharing is communion today. And we take this bread and we break it as Jesus broke it with his disciples. And we're reminded that even in the brokenness of our lives and of this world, that through that brokenness, we can find healing and we can find wholeness at the table of Christ. And so we bless this brokenness, that it, that it may be for us Christ's living body. And we take the cup as Jesus took the cup on that night, he was betrayed. And we share it with everyone at the table as he shared it, saying, take, drink, this cup is my blood. Blood that was unjustly 
poured out, yet blood that became the salvation for the whole world. And so because of Christ's brokenness and Christ's bloodshed, we gather at this table as one. Let us give thanks to God for these gifts of wholeness. Gracious God, thank you for this table of love, this table that stands for everything that is just and good in the world. Thank you that you invite us all, whether we feel worthy, whether we can't even find the words to describe ourselves. You still love us and you still call us your beloved. Gracious God, thank you for these gifts. May we bring glory and honor to you as we remind ourselves that it is you that nourishes us in all that we do. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. These are God's good gifts for you, good people. Let us give thanks to God and share in these gifts. Bottom blood of Christ for you. Why don't you share down the line? I don't want to. No surprise to anyone no by now surprise. that Oliver gets the grape juice. Finn, hey, I'll get you some over. juice uh, <laughs> when we get done. We'll give people a reminder that we will join in just a moment uh, in Coffee Fellowship. Uh, the link uh, should be posted in our church Facebook group, and hopefully it is correct this week. Yeah. And we forgot to mention uh, congratulations yes. to uh, Gina Good and David Jameson. David and Gina Jameson. That's right. They are married now. And we had a... a Smallest wedding I, I had done, three pastors and a couple, uh, got them married yesterday at the church. It and took three. That's right. <laughs> we are just uh, celebrating uh, with uh, the Jameson family. So congratulations. Um, I want to share a benediction uh, that one of our colleagues uh, from the United Church in Saskatchewan, Canada, uh, wrote uh, to be shared. Uh, her name's the Reverend Nora Vedras, um, pastor at Calvary United Church. Um, but she uh, wrote a benediction for a time for in time of pandemic. So now we leave this space of worship. And while so much of the road ahead is uncertain, the path constantly changing, we know some things are as solid and sure as the ground beneath our feet in the sky above our heads. We know God is love. We know Christ's light endures. We know the Holy Spirit is there found in the spaces between all things, closer to us than our next breath, binding us to each other until we meet again. Go in peace. And we will close with that uh, benediction, a go in peace, and our song, go in peace and may the peace of God be with you always. Celebrate the joy, celebrate the life. 
grow in peace and the peace of God be with you always. Good people, we love you. Take good care of yourselves. Take good care of each other. Go in peace and uh, go to work. Yeah. Listen, learn, and follow, church. We love, love you. you.